Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Jerry Goldsmith movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkosh. And this week we are covering Minute 2 of the Burbs, which begins with the Burbs title card and ends with Ray Peterson, Tom Hanks, looking at his crazy neighbor's house. All right, we got an action-packed second minute here. (laughs) (laughs) So like we said, it starts out, we hit the Burbs comes right up. Which is interesting for a few reasons. One, it's a very small title card. Yeah, it's the bird. Not centered either. It's kind of up in the top left. Yeah, it's just hanging out there. And uh, it comes in with a Jerry Goldsmith strange arrangement of scary music. I don't even know what to say. It's, <laughs> it's like cymbals crashing and all kinds of weird stuff going on. Is it me or every house that pops up looks scary? Like, every house on the street looks scary at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, you come <laughs> in, like, even Ray's house, which is not scary. It's dark. It's night. There's not a, not a light in the entire neighborhood. I mean, it looks worse once you, you turn and see, like, a Klopax house. Although I will say Klopax house looks better at night. Right. It's, it's only slightly worse than the neighbor's <laughs> house. During the day is when it really shines. <laughs> really make me feel better about my lawn my lawn is only 60 percent dead <laughs> not like theirs which looks like they poured bleach on it at some point yeah yeah everything the, the, the house is falling down yeah for the day which is interesting because you're led to believe i mean it comes up later but it says right in the beginning these are new neighbors right only been there. They've only been there a couple months. <laughs> so they were already. Yeah, so one of two things happened. Either the old people left the house like this and they just haven't fixed it, right. or they came into a normal house and destroyed it. Destroyed and wrecked it in, in a few months or weeks. Yeah, you, I don't think it ever gives you an exact timeline, but to me it feels like it's inside of six months. Well, it's new enough to where nobody's actually seen the people yet, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They claim – everyone in the neighborhood claims they haven't seen them unless they saw them doing something outside. Like nobody's actually seen them like leave and go anywhere. And never during the day. It was always at night. Even though we'll find out later, at least one of them has a job. They must (laughs) leave the house at some point. Nobody (laughs) has seen them, which makes it twice as hard to believe in this neighborhood when you can tell quickly that everybody is in everybody else's business. I think they are just – that's what they do is watch each other's houses, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, that seems like it's their main their main thing. All right, so we go through. We get our first look at – we see the rest of Ray's house. We get our first look at the Klopex house, which at this point just looks like a slightly overgrown house. And we get some of the strangeness coming from their basement. But again, we don't really know much. You just hear squeaking and electricity. A little like crack, crackling and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a little strange. We start getting uh, some of our starring credits start coming up. So we had Tom Hanks, you know, obviously the big star. The second one that come up is Bruce Dern. You uh, can you even think in your mind aside from this movie? Can you think of a Bruce Dern movie that comes to your mind? You got anything? No, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, he was in. In to me, I mean, obviously to me, this is the movie he's in. But he was in a Hateful Eight last oh. two years ago. Yeah, I didn't see that. He's like the old Confederate guy. But okay. I, I honestly think his most famous role is probably 
He was in the Cowboys with John Wayne. John Wayne. Uh, I'm not going to guess the year. Probably late 70s. Really? Yeah. And he fights John Wayne at the end. And John Wayne gives one of his, I'm going to butcher this quote, but I'm going to get as close as I can. He's like, and he's younger than obviously. He's probably like in his 30s. John Wayne's probably in his 50s by then. And he says like, well, let's go right now. We're going to fight. And John Wayne says something along the lines of, you know, I've had my, my back broke twice and my leg broke once and I could still kick your ass on my worst day. <laughs> and then they fight and he kicks his ass. And then oh. Bruce Dern, because he's the villain in a scumbag, kills him. So he got to kill. He got to kill John Wayne. Wow! No, I never. I never saw that movie at all. I never even heard of that movie. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. It's one of those. It's not John Wayne in his prime type movies. The ones that I never really cared for. Right. <laughs> it's more of him, his later days, the shootest, you know, True Grit, and yeah. this was one of the other ones, The Cowboys. He's like leading a bunch of kids around. I honestly don't remember much of it. Also, I'm only 95% sure that that's the name of it. <laughs> um, some other time, we'll go through his entire IMDb thing, but we don't have an hour and a half right now. Because <laughs> this man has been in a lot of movies. Obviously, he's got like 10 movies in pre-production right now. Don't get me wrong. I recognize him as soon as I see him. Yeah. But I can't. I cannot name one movie that I can remember him from. Yeah, because you're like, I know this guy from some. Yeah. yeah the, the movies I would know him from is this, and I would know him from Digstown for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that movie later but just so right around this time I think we start first we get our first lines of dialogue dialogue which to go with the theme of the movie are the husband and wife fighting sure you hear the door hinges squeak and then yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. he tries to get up because he hears something going on outside and she's him to stay in bed <laughs> and thus sets up their dynamic for the entire movie yes <laughs> because I'm not sure one minute this movie goes by without them arguing. No. Which makes them maybe the most realistic married couple in cinema history. <laughs> makes it very believable, yes. Yeah, there's only, like, a couple of the arguments are serious. But most of them are just sniping at each other. Which, you know, that's exactly what goes on in everybody else's house, yeah. too. So. Yeah, they're sniping <laughs> at each other, and, you know, they're taking shots at each other. And there's only, they only have, like, one or two real conversations. And then later on, like, the wives team up on the husbands. It's... This movie could be a documentary, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, right down to the psychotic neighbors. I think I've lived... Maybe that's why I I like the movie so much, because I feel like I'm living it half the time. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the wife who's arguing with him, this is right about... You get uh, Carrie Fisher's credit. And I mean, yeah. honestly, if I said the name Carrie Fisher, and you didn't know who she was, I don't know how you have access to podcasts or you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you've apparently never seen a movie before yeah, because you that's <laughs> you have not been involved in pop, pop culture for the last 30 or 40 years yeah honestly I'd be more impressed if I said Carrie Fisher and you thought of anything except Star Wars yeah, you're right <laughs> you well like, you were like oh Carrie Fisher postcards from the edge well that <laughs> wow I mean <laughs> maybe amazing. Carrie Fisher from the burbs yeah I love the Burbs, and I still wouldn't say, hey, it's Carrie Fisher from the Burbs. <laughs> I mean, you start with, oh, she's Princess Leia, end. Yeah. And that's yeah. really as far as you need to go most of the time, too. People know exactly who she is, though. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's Carrie Fisher from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. 
<laughs> Which I heard Jay actually hit on her during the filming of that, too. Does not shock me at all. And more power to him, because how could you not? It doesn't matter. If for some reason you could, you know, connect all those dots and make it happen, it's worth the story alone. Oh, yeah. Just to say you did, that would be great. <laughs> uh, our next credit up is uh, Rick Dukeman. R.I.P. Um, I actually had a comedy special from Rick Dukeman. This had to be early 90s, maybe, late 80s. So that's what I knew him from. Oh, okay. And he, this was, I, as far as I know, unless I'm wrong, this is the biggest movie role he ever had. Because everything else he did was bit parts. Like, he'd show up, he'd be five minutes in this movie, five minutes in that movie, but that was it. Like, he's got a... He has a cup of coffee in Die Hard. He's got a few lines in Scary Movie. I definitely didn't recognize him like I did Bruce Dern. No. He, if you recognize him, it's from this. Right. Or you watch this and you're like, hey, wait a minute, I remember him. He was the security guard from, you know, Gremlins 2. And, yeah. And, <laughs> but he was like, I'm surprised he didn't get more acting work because he seemed like he was really naturally funny. Maybe he was just one of those guys that never wanted to get into it. In rewatching this movie, he made me laugh quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they got the they just had an excellent dynamic of how they set it up with yeah. Tom Hanks as the sort of straight man who's also funny and then you have the one idiot neighbor which is Rick Dukeman who's just going to get you in trouble and then you have like the psychotic military neighbor and everybody else in the neighborhood adds to the chaos in some way even their wives they all have their own brand of crazy each yeah, person has yeah. their own yeah, crazy there's no one I mean, right down to the neighbors, the, the, the supposedly bad neighbors, even the people who are barely in it, even like like Walter, who you never see, he's get like two lines, and even he's right. half nuts. Yeah, oh, yeah. He yeah. purposely lets, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, he's got his own crazy going on, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we get a, a, Tom Hanks starts heading for the door, walks outside. Uh, in his bathrobe, in his bare feet. You gotta applaud that move. <laughs> you see him walk just feet and legs. You don't even know it's Tom Hanks at that point. The, yeah, he gets the door open. He gets a nice, <laughs> yeah, he gets the, get the foot shot. You know, <laughs> like Tarantino was uh, directing it for a while. Exactly, yeah, maybe it was a Tarantino film. <laughs> and he just has the most, like, ratty, old-ass bathrobe. And then he gets, like, a nice little side reveal. Like, we yeah. still don't quite know that it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's like they wanted us to have a second minute where you didn't see Tom Hanks' face. Yeah. And they knew I'd be doing this someday. And then right at the end, he kind of turns around. So you at least get a look at him. To be like, oh, yeah, there's, right. there's Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's in this movie. <laughs> we get a... We get Duke, man. We get... We get the... The thing for uh, Wendy Shaw... Who, Michelle, yes. In, 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 I mean, you would know her in this as the hot, the hot wife. Yeah, I mean, barely I, hot. Hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hot for the neighborhood. Yes, yeah, definitely hottest in the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, that's how you got to judge it. Hot for the neighborhood. Way too hot and young for the person she's married to. Absolutely. <laughs> that was when I watched this with my wife. That was the first thing she said. Like, who is? What is going on there? I was like, never explored. Never explored. <laughs> Is this his second wife? You never know. Right. You don't see kids around. So. <laughs> you know, good for him, though. You know, he's making it happen. 
So, I mean, I, I mean, even watching a lot of movies, I only recognized her from one other movie, and it was Interspace, which was another right. Dante movie, and she had a really tiny role in it. I mean, she really stretches out in that movie. She plays an airhead. <laughs> she really, really spreads her wings. I mean, uh, after that, you get <coughs> Corey Feldman gets the the very wanted and credit and yes. Corey Feldman. <laughs> That's right, folks. There was a time when Corey Feldman was a thing. I think this was right between him being super famous as a kid actor and before he totally went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, bad shit, crazy at that point. Yeah, yeah, he is. I think we're right in there where he's. Because I'm trying to think what he's done before this. So he's just done. He's coming off of like Lost Boys, License to Drive. Okay. He does this, and then after that, oh, it is a heaping pile of garbage after that. Oh, yeah, it's a, I won't even hurt you with some of the things. I'm just going to throw out, you got Meatballs 4 in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> Meatballs 4? Did you I say mean, 4? I mean, with the exception of doing, <laughs> I didn't know there was more than, I thought there was two. With the exception of, he does the voice in the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. In, I remember that. I remember he was in Ninja Turtle. Yes. Yeah. With the exception of that, I'm looking for a movie that he shows up in, which is not a dumpster fire. Uh, it says he's in Maverick, but as a bank robber, I don't remember him, so he must have been in it for four seconds. Yeah. I'm still going. I'm. St- I mean, here's the first movie I recognize is Bordello of Blood, and that's '96. So there's like seven years later, just to show up in like a third-rate horror movie with Dennis Miller. I'm not going to go any further because I don't know about him, but it's depressing me. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, he did win the Corey sweepstakes. He lived longer. Yes. He's, he's still alive for Corey, right? Yeah, he's hanging around hoping they'll make Goonies 2 someday. <laughs> Didn't they just make a uh, few years back uh, Lost Boys 2? I believe they made more than just Lost Boys 2. I think there might have been a couple of those. Really? Lost Boys 2 I saw. I don't think I saw it, but I saw it. It's, I mean, it's it's fun to watch if you're a Lost Boys fan. When I say a couple years back, I mean five. Is that around where it was? It's probably at least five. Probably more than five. Oh, really? <laughs> to me, it feels like oh, that just came out like last year. Oh, but I don't not positive. Okay, um, we got a Lost Boys movie in 2010. Oh, I'm sorry, there's one in 2008. So really? that was at least two I saw. Why well, did see <laughs> them? I know that they exist now by looking at this thing. <laughs> oh my god you know what I don't even, if there's more I just don't know that I can handle it I saw those two so that one that I saw was from 2008 so okay. you know, just, just a few eight years ago yeah. I was half I was halfway there yeah so and his buddy shows up in it for like three seconds the other Corey you know that must have been right towards the end there oh, though, right? yeah, he, that, I think he was supposed to be in it but he was such a train wreck by then they couldn't do it uh, okay and that's pretty bad when you're like I can't show up in this direct the video movie Right. <laughs> so we get a. Mostly we have 10 seconds of Tom Hanks staring at the neighbor's house while weird noises come from it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm trying to think if I've ever done it. I believe I've stared at my neighbor's houses before. I don't know that I've ever actually walked outside and done it. No, I don't think I've actually walked over and stared at the house, no. <laughs> because. Which one of you is crazy at that point? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, are almost trespassing at, at, yeah. at that close. 
And I think this movie really tries to illustrate that at some point because it leaves it up in the air for a long time whether or not there's something wrong with the neighbors. Right. Or is the real problem our three protagonists who are <laughs> right. constantly getting in everybody's business and getting, you know, getting in trouble and causing accidents and doing this and that. Like, if you looked outside, like, if you're the other neighbor and you look outside, sure, this one neighbor is making a little bit of noise. There's some strange noises. But your other neighbor's outside in his bathroom with no shoes on at 2 in the morning. There's odd noises coming from the house. That don't give you no right to come try peeking to my windows. Yeah, no kidding. Listen, buddy. <laughs> what I'm doing in my basement is my business. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When the house is a-rockin', you know, don't come a-knockin'. <laughs> Stay at home, please. <laughs> so we get a couple more. So we're done with our quote-unquote main cast members now. We're starting to get our supporting characters. We get Courtney Gaines, who I'm sure that name rang a lot of bells for you, or none at all. Um, I mean, I knew him from a lot of stuff. He's another one. Did a lot of, like, 80s movies as, like, the fifth guy in the movie. Did he? Right. Did you recognize him at all? I believe so. He's the older one, right? The older? He is, uh, no, he's the youngest one. He's the oh. guy. It came oh. with the frame. <laughs> he's that guy. He's Hans, the one with the weird, disgusting red facial hair. Why do I feel like he's Malachi from Children of the Corn? Because he is Malachi from Children of the Court. Yes. That's why. Okay, good, good. Wow, that was... I would have never thought in a million years that would have been your touchstone for this guy. Here's what I was going to go with. I looked through his stuff and I'm like, what would he know him from? I probably recognize yep. him most from Memphis Belle. He's one of the... Every time I've ever seen that guy, I said, hey, Malachi from Children of the Court. Yeah. <laughs> the one I was going to go with was he's in Back to the Future. I'm going to tie this in because there's a Back to the Future minute podcast. So this is where I hit it. He's in Back to the Future. He's – now, you know Biff, obviously. He's yes. like the main villain. But if you remember at the part – at the um, Enchantment of the Sea Dance, after um, the dad knocks Biff out, he goes inside, and the other guy takes Lorraine away and starts dancing with her. Okay. And he's like, back off, McFly, and he starts dancing with her, and then Marty starts fading away. And he's this weird red-headed geek who you're wondering why anyone would be afraid of him. It's this guy. Yes. <laughs> now, now I know. Now I know. It's and he pushes him down to the ground. They kiss, and Marty lives. <laughs> Comes back into the picture. Look at that. you got a Back to the Future minute inside of a Burbs minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonus minute. That's a, that's a bonus minute. It's a bonus five seconds right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you listen to the Back to the Future minute, they do, like, Ten minutes on this guy about how and why is this guy the other antagonist? <laughs> and I mean, he looks—he doesn't look frightening in this movie. He just looks really creepy and dirty. <laughs> it just looks really dirty, and yeah. maybe something wrong with him. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like you're—you're—you just want to shave him a little bit because he's just really <laughs> weird looking. I mean, more power to him though. He does a great job. <laughs> if that's uh, what he was going for, he did it well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next guy is uh, Henry Gibson. He's the uh, the patriarch of the the Klopaks next door. He's the main guy. He's uh, the doctor, Doctor yeah. Klopak. <laughs> He's another one. Like I recognize him from stuff, and I'm like, where did I know this guy from? I also knew him from Inner Space. It was Inner Space too. Yes, yeah? he was another Inner Space. Space. He is um, Martin Short's boss in it. Really? But apparently, I mean, he was also in Laughing, which. If I'm making references from the 80s that are too old from you, um, the laughing reference from 1970 is probably a little too much. Yes. But even that's too much for me. 
I, my mom used to watch Laughing. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my parents watched Laughing. <laughs> a bit much for me. <laughs> so we get uh, I think our last credits we get. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Gail Gordon also gets his credit right here. If you don't know who Gail Gordon is, he's the old guy in this. He's Walter. But uh, okay. If you don't recognize him from anything, no one does. Right. Okay. I don't feel too bad about he, that one. <laughs> I, I mean, he. He worked with Lucille Ball. Wow. Just to let you know. <laughs> it's been a while. He's been. Guy, he, uh, I think he, I believe he worked in radio. Okay. And, and not as a DJ, like, because there was no TV. <laughs> Again, I'm saying that without looking at his stuff. I'm just assuming. <laughs> it's possible that I'm being a little ageist at this point. So the next credits we get are, we get Dick Miller, who is awesome. Now, Dick Miller is... Mr. Futterman from the Gremlins movies. Right. And okay. he's been in a ton of, like, Roger Corman movies. He's in Terminator. He yeah. He's just... He's from the Bronx, and it just, like, comes off of him. He's from the Bronx. <laughs> um, I actually follow him on Twitter. Dick. <laughs> yes, he's that guy, Dick Miller, on Twitter. It's not that he ever tweets or anything, but I just feel awesome for doing it. Just having him on the list there yeah. is nice. There's some people that you just follow because you're like, it's so crazy, I have to follow him. One of them <laughs> is him. The other one is James Hong that I follow. He was uh, Lo Pan from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> and I will have you say, both of them have tweeted back to me at some point. So there really? you go. If you follow people that are a little less famous, they're a little bit more likely to write back to you. <laughs> so uh, our other credit is Robert Picardo which I know from a lot of stuff. He's also in Inner Space. <laughs> this is just a still Inner Space cast, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, he directed both movies. It was only two years later, so I guess he was like, oh, these guys are good. Yeah, I know these guys. And a lot of them have, like, they're in one scene in this movie. Yeah. Like, two scenes, and you're like, well, I know this guy can do it. I mean, obviously, Robert Cardo is probably most famous. He was the doctor on Star Trek Voyager. Or as you may remember him, the only reason you watched Star Trek Voyager until Seven of Nine showed up. It wasn't a it wasn't a good show. It wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, he's another one. He's got like 150 credits. And okay. At some point, I will look at them. <laughs> but he's another. But he's a definite that guy. You look at him. Yeah, I know that guy. Right. He's been in stuff. Uh, the last credit we actually get is Brother Theodore, who is the other Klopek. I know nothing uh, about him, <laughs> except that I his name's Brother Theodore. Yeah. <laughs> he has a strange name. I didn't know yeah. what. I thought maybe he was like a, a you know, a rabbi or some brother theater. Yeah, I don't theater. know what that's. What's up, brother theater? <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> he may be, for all I know. Um, you know, <laughs> when he's good enough to get his name in the titles, then we'll talk about how great he is. <laughs> <laughs> so at the very beginning, I said this was the best Jerry Goldsmith movie ever made. Jerry Goldsmith, he um, he composed a few movies. My friend has 148 credits. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, and I, I will not be going through all of them. <laughs> I will start at the bottom, and I will go through any that I think anyone might have heard of. Uh, he's another one. He's got – he starts in, like, the 60s. It's TV, TV. But, I mean, he's doing TV like Gunsmoke, Twilight Zone. Wow. I mean, he's doing yeah. – he's actually doing big movies or big shows back then. He does Dr. Kildare, which I know was a big deal. The Girl from Uncle. I didn't even know that existed. No. Man from Uncle. There you go. <laughs> I've heard of that one. 
I heard it. They just made a not as good remake. I heard. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> and then he's got a bunch of conductor uncredited. I don't know how you can be uncredited as conductor, but apparently it's possible. I'm trying to think, when does he start? I'm trying to think what his big hit is here. Like, what? Oh, here we go. 1979, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I knew he was big in Star Trek. There you go. I mean, if you can, if you can lay down some Star Trek music, that stuff will be around for a while. So he's also on. You got some Gremlins, Supergirl. He's on Poltergeist 2. But he also shows up as, like, musician sometimes. So I don't know if he just, like, showed up and helped. Rambo 3 is a little cross-promotion to the Slycast, my other podcast, <laughs> in the Rambo 3. <laughs> <clears throat> he did uh, Alienation, Leviathan, Warlock, Total Recall. He did a bunch of stuff on. Gremlins 2. Sleeping with the Enemy. Wow. <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Oh, somebody's, somebody's car payment was due. <laughs> Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, he did the main title theme. Oh, okay. So, you know, one of the good ones, not one of the terrible right. ones that is yet to come. Now that I say that, now if I go down and he did one of the other ones, I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> he did Air Force One. Fierce Creatures. Okay, I'm the only person who likes that movie. I don't even know. I love the movie Fierce Creatures. Did you ever see A Fish Called Wanda? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. You are dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fish Called Wanda is a great movie, and Fierce Creatures is the same cast. It's um, uh, two of the guys from Monty Python, Kevin Klein and Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. And honestly, if that doesn't sell you, nothing will. <laughs> I guess to watch it so I can come back to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your homework by next show is to have watched Fish Called Wanda. Don't I mean Fierce Creatures is great and I love it, but Fish Called Wanda is a classic. If you look up hundred greatest comedies ever made, it's on the list and usually in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, I know of it. I don't. I I could have seen it years ago, but yeah, he did um the Star Trek Voyager theme music too. Honestly, Jerry, that was a step back. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to Rambo. He did in uh, two thousand eight. Uh, that was pretty much it. And then he did a couple other whatever's at the end. And then he passed away before he could do any other terrible work. Now he, he but I mean. His Star Trek work alone, I mean, that's what he's going to be remembered for. He does oh, sure. the Next Generation theme alone is enough to get you in there. And he did about, you know, 60 other huge films. Right. Because I only hit about one-third of them. <laughs> so that's why this could quite possibly be the greatest Jerry Goldsmith movie of all time. So when we end our minute, we get Tom Hanks looking at the neighbor's house. So assuming we've never seen this movie before, what have we learned so far? <laughs> Tom Hanks is newsy. Yeah. 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 He, uh, I learned that he fights with his wife in the middle of the night. I learned, yeah, his wife doesn't want him to get out of bed and go yeah. out and stare at the neighbor's house, definitely. Yeah. And that he likes to walk outside in his bare feet. And I'll be honest with you, he may have violated some laws. He stepped on his neighbor's property. Yeah. I he mean, crossed, he crossed the property line. So far, he's the only one that has committed a crime in this movie. What time do you think that is? It's kind of, it's weird. He's out, he's in the middle of the night looking at the neighbor's house. Yeah, it feels like two in the morning to me. So, that's exactly what I thought. The wife's sleeping. You woke her up when you left. Yeah, I think, <laughs> let me just check. I mean, you don't see his, yeah, you don't see the neighbor yet. Cause he, yeah, you don't see Mark yet, right? That's not until later. So, all you see is him walking outside. So if you're watching this for the first time and have – if you somehow went into this and had no idea who anybody was, 
you're starting to think, oh, this, that neighbor seems weird. You know, there's a lot of noise going over there. But then you see him walk over there, and you're like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure this guy's crazy, too. Yeah. <laughs> or you think it's a horror movie, and he's about to get killed. Yeah, you're like, well, this is the last time you're going to see this person. Yeah, what's this idiot doing? Because, like, the last thing he does is he's just getting ready to turn the camera, and that's it for him. <laughs> like, we could start minute three of this movie with him getting stabbed. <laughs> Yeah, somebody come running out of the house and drag him into the house, definitely. Yeah, so we don't learn much this minute. So in the next minute, we'll see if uh, Tom Hanks' Ray Peterson can, by standing in front of his neighbor's house at probably 2 in the morning, figure out what's going on over there. If yeah, not, not looking, just staring at the house to just figure out what's going on. He's not willing to commit. He's willing to put one foot on their lawn, but not not go all the way and like actually look into their basement. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. They're actually both pretty bad. <laughs> all right. Do you have uh, anything else for minute two of the burbs? No. No. I think we've learned all that is learnable. Yeah, I don't see anything else we could possibly cover in this minute. All right. So uh, thanks for joining us for minute two of the burbs. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We're at the Burbs Minute. Same thing for Facebook. Same name. Um, you can email us at the Burbs Minute at gmail.com. Check out all the other Minute podcasts. Your Star Wars, your Rathacon, your Back to the Future, the whole thing. Um, you can check me out on Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone podcast, if you just can't get enough of me. Uh, you can go listen to the Rainbow Three episode where Jerry Goldsmith did the uh, music. I'm sure my co-hosts knew a lot more about him than I did. <laughs> All right, so this is it for Minute 2 of the Burbs Minute. Stay safe out there, neighbors.